0: I should probably keep the tissues next to me. There we go. Tissues. Tissues. Coffee. Coffee tissues. Tissues. Coffee. Coffee tissues. Tissues. Coffee. Coffee tissues. Tap the bottle and twist the cap. Good morning, my little frankenfurters. This is Quimby. I'm Alex. It is December 2nd, 2018. And it is 6 a.m. And you're thinking, what the fuck? Dude, It's are you sleeping in? What is happening? Um, and I'll tell you what's happening, because it just happened. Um, I woke up. Before my alarm this morning, I woke up at 4.45 and I was like, yes. I turned the alarm off and I know I'm not gonna bother my wife this morning, it's gonna be great. And I go into the bathroom and here's the thing, we live in a very small house. Uh, we have two kids, they share a room. My wife and I have another room and that's it. And then we have you know, a living room and, and a kitchen but the house is very small with only two bedrooms and one bathroom and i never thought i would enjoy living in such a small space with you know three other people uh but i love it i really like it i can't imagine living in a bigger house honestly i can't um there's something really nice about having i don't know just confined confined is not the right word um it's like a blanket it's like a little snuggy warm little nappy blanket uh Living in a small house. It just feels good. Um, and I really like it. So I get up uh, quiet as a church mouse to go to the bathroom and uh, um, put on a sweater, change my clothes. Uh, my office is is uh, outside in a another building, another structure, and uh, I have to get myself ready to go. So I have to get, uh, I have to pee. Um, I have to throw some water on my face. I have to try and drink water if I can. And then I have to go into the kitchen, which is right next to the kids' room. And I realized I do not have enough water in my office to make coffee. So I have to bring water out. That's a hoop I've got to jump through that I don't normally want to jump through in the morning because any noise or unusual sound will has the potential to wake the kids up, and that is that is uh that is not good so I'm quiet as a church mouse I'm doing my thing in my bathroom in the bathroom and and uh and my daughter comes in. I hear the door open in their room, and that my daughter comes out and she's tells me she's having tummy troubles and it's it's five a m right now and five a m is a tough time for kids because it's it's a, it's a no man's land. You don't know if they're going to go back to sleep or if this is it, if they're awake. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? What, how's this going to play out? And uh, she says she has tummy trouble. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry that you're not feeling well. Um, And I don't know if it's like legit tummy trouble or if it's like uh, kind of non-tummy trouble. But she is being so sweet. And so she uses the bathroom. She washes her hands like she pees she didn't it was no no sign no evidence of tummy trouble um and then uh and then I tuck her back in her bed and she is just the sweetest like kind of half asleep um maybe she's not feeling well I'm not sure yet um but I just told her that you know sleep is the best thing for us when we're not feeling well and so let's let me tuck you back in the bed and she says okay and it was fucking the greatest. So she's she's back in bed, and uh and now I'm sitting to make sure that she's gonna fall back asleep because if she's awake, then she's gonna um, wake up my wife. And it's you know I'm sure my wife doesn't want to get up this early. So um so I'm hanging out and just kind of waiting. And uh, uh, I heard her cough, and so I kind of went in just to check on her, and she was kind of still awake. So, uh, so I waited a little bit longer just to make sure she was asleep. And, uh, so far I think, I think she's asleep, uh, which is great. And, uh, yeah. And so that's why 6am, that's why the late start. Um, but I've got coffee here and, um, it's not a bad cup. And another thing that happened this morning that this kind of bummed me out, um, when I woke up at 4.45, bright and early, um, I had, I have, I still have, because it's not that much time has passed since 4.45. I've got a sore throat, and I've got a stuffy nose, and uh, and that really, that bothers me, and I'll tell you why. I just, I don't like being sick, but um, but I think I mentioned on another show, I don't know. I don't remember. Is anyone archiving these? Um What's the Wikipedia page looking like for Quimby? Can we get that? Is that live yet? Um, uh, I have a sore throat. I just got off um, Afrin. And I don't know if any of you use Afrin or any kind of nasal decongestant spray. Um, but it's, it's fucking great when you're sick. And it's great for a day or two. Um, and the reason it's great is because the thing I think I like least about having a cold is not being able to breathe through my nose, especially when I'm sleeping. So the ability to open up the nasal passages and breathe is amazing. Like that, I can endure a cold if I can, if I can do that. But the thing is, and the dangerous thing is, um, your, your body will need that to open up the nasal passages. It, it won't be able to do it by itself. So once your cold has passed, you're still using nasal spray, uh, you need to you need to stop and wean yourself off that shit, which I have a hard time doing. So I will sometimes go months using nasal spray, even though I don't have a cold, just to kind of spare myself the discomfort of of working through the 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 withdrawals. Um, quick quick show note here I might uh, I might be blowing my nose throughout the show, so there might be some little pauses and breaks. I'm gonna stop and blow my nose if I need to. Um, so I might edit, I'm definitely going to edit that shit out I can't stand it when people you're on the phone with somebody and they fucking blow their nose right into the fucking speaker Um, what the fuck how can you is there any kind of digital etiquette that we have speaking of digital etiquette going to movies is becoming somewhat unpleasant more and more consistently um I remember when cell phones came out or were becoming a little more ubiquitous in the early 2000s, you know, before the iPhone even. um, You started noticing people, you know, people's screens um, in the fucking movie theater. Uh, And and that was like a a kind of a sign of things to come. Um, And. Granted, I've never been to a a theater where someone's consistently like on their phone with a screen bright. Like I've never seen that. I've seen people like check their phone real quick and put it away. Like that's been really nice. Um, but still, like you get sometimes an alarm or a buzz or a text, and that shit, like you don't want to hear that shit. And I'm sure people don't mean to do it. Um, but still, just shut that shit up, please, if you're going to go to the movies. And another thing is talking. I people are more and more. People are holding like court in at the movie theater with their little group, and and just talking throughout the entire thing. And and there's that's that's becoming more and more common. Um, like you're not at home, you're not in your living room, uh, you're in a public place that other people are paying money to go see this experience, and your fucking voice just even being audible in the theater is fucking it up. For everyone else. So shut the fuck up, you in GC. I see you in seat EF. There's no seat EF. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, there's always a letter and a number. You in seat D6. Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, it's bad. I went to a movie with a, my, a friend uh, a few months ago and and he does not stand for baloney. Um, we got to this theater. It was a small theater, and uh, there weren't a ton of people in there. And uh, and these two uh, older gents come in. Uh, they must have been, I'm going to guesstimate, in their 60s. And uh, they come in late. So the film had already started, and they come in late, and they're sitting a few seats away from us. And uh, and they're talking as they're walking in. As the the movie's already started, we're all watching it. We're slowly becoming engrossed in the story. And these fucking assholes um, are walking into the theater talking to each other. And it's... Granted, like, they weren't like yelling at each other, but it was like a normal voice conversation level. And then they took their seats and they kept talking. And literally within maybe 10 seconds of them sitting down, my friend just leans over and gives them a the loudest shh. Like just you know, making a point, obviously, with the shush. And I think they kind of grumbled for a second. And they were quiet for maybe a minute or two, and then they started talking again. And so my friend, without missing a beat, jumps out of the seat and uh, and runs to get the manager uh, or someone. And by manager, I mean some, you know, 17-year-old kid who really probably was not going to lay down the law. Um, but I think they were quieter after that. I don't know. I think he threatened their uh, their regal cinema status, card carrying member status. Um, so yeah, movies. I want to talk more about movies because I did a yesterday. I was just, I was in a haze, and uh, you know, if you if you are listening to these podcasts out of order, um, which why 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 would you start at number one and work your way here? If you're starting at this episode number, I don't even know what episode this is. If you're starting now, don't. Go back to episode one and start from there. Because there's inside jokes that are going to happen that you're just not going to get. Or are there? I don't know. But um, So I talked uh, yesterday about, uh, I wanted to talk about Old Man and the Gun. And I thought that was just such a great film. It was super charming. It was sincere. It was... Um, really, really liked it, and I just wish that there were more movies like that. That was my whole point. Um, go see it. It's sincere. It's it's really charming. You will smile. You will fall in love with the characters. You will. Um, you'll just be like you will have a great film experience, and not only that, but a great kind of human connection experience. Uh, at least that's what I did. I really liked it. So, um, so I just wanted to talk about how they don't make films like that. And I'm not saying they don't make films like that. They just don't make those things like that anymore. Um they do, but they just don't make them as often. And I just wish that they would make them more. And I'm curious about the the economics behind it, because I don't I don't think that it's making I don't think that it costs that much money to make those types of films. Oh, and did I mention Tom Waits was in it? Tom Waits was in uh in The Old Man and the Gun. Uh so that alone is is like the worth the price of admission. Um, Tom Waits, he's just great. Uh, and there were a couple moments in the film uh, where I wondered if uh, if there was some you know improv happening uh, because the reactions from some of the other other actor actors were like genuine genuine surprise. Um, not that they're bad actors, but you know sometimes someone will say something that's not on the script and it will kind of throw everyone. You know you can see the reaction is is genuine like. Uh, and there were a couple, uh, at least one moment in particular, I don't remember what he said, but if, I felt like, oh, did Tom Waits just uh, just improv that line? Because the, these guys look like they're genuinely laughing, or like genuinely kind of, you know, taken um, by that comment. So, don't know. Um, if anyone is associated with that film, is listening to this, um, first of all, thank you for listening. But uh, leave me a note in the comments. Uh, is that... Were there uh, some lines uh, that were uh, improved and uh, and are those reactions reactions sincere or in the moment? Um, uh, let me know. Uh, but my point is, w- economics of that movie. Why don't they make more movies like that? It doesn't probably doesn't cost that much to make, you know, those types of movies. And I imagine, you know, because lower risk, right, uh, to make your money back. Uh, you don't need to make as much. You don't need to fucking not just home run it like with all the big blockbuster films um, that need to make hundreds of millions of dollars within the first couple of days. Uh, And that's just not a home run. That's like you're hitting the ball into another city with that kind of shit. And like, I guess, obviously it's working because they keep doing it. but, But why not make smaller movies and maybe don't make as much of a profit, but I imagine they would still make a profit. Maybe more so than, uh, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the profit is not big. It doesn't cover the cost. I don't understand. I just don't understand the economics of this. Um, like if you can make a shoe, let's say for 50 cents, let's say it costs 50 cents to make a pair of shoes. Um, and yeah, that's a tough one. Shoes and and film. That I don't. Know. I'm trying to find a connection. I can't. I can't do it because shoes are. I would say you could use cheaper materials, but with smaller films, you're not necessarily using like you know. N- there's nothing bad about those. Um, they still look good, and they they're still you know great actors, and they're still. That's just not a good analogy. I got to think of something. If someone can think of an analogy that would work. Um, but going to my point again with bigger, actually I have not made this point yet, so I'm not going to any point yet, but I'm about to make a point. I think, hopefully, um, uh, those big blockbuster movies, um, I don't think I can, I can go to them anymore. Sorry, but I can't do it. Um, only because, uh, I feel like every fucking movie is the exact same. Um, and here's, here's the main, main point and the main reason why I'm just kind of not into that shit anymore. Uh, is that I leave the theater feeling like empty. Um, and then a day or two goes by and I honestly, I don't remember what I saw. Um, I don't remember the story that much. I don't even remember some of the characters' names. Um, I feel like I'm not absorbing anything. Almost like a bad Taco Bell experience. Like, that's a, gr- that's, I'm gonna stick to that one because that's a good, that's a good analogy. Uh, let's go with that analogy in terms of this in the context of what I'm, what I'm saying now. Let's, let's just work with that. Um, it's a bad Taco Bell experience. Like, Taco Bell, for the most part, is delicious, right? I mean, it's not good for you. It doesn't feel good when you eat it, but it tastes good. Like, that second when you bite into a Bel Grande or whatever the fuck they have, um, it's, it's good, like oh wow, this is fucking good. Um, and then you know you you finish it and you don't you don't feel so good. Your body doesn't feel good afterwards. And and uh, not only that, but if it's a bad Taco Bell experience, like that shit's gonna go right through you, literally right through you. Um, so you might have enjoyed the bite of it, but it was r- extremely momentary. Like it was just a temporary high, and I'm talking like a few seconds, and then. It's hours of, like, just bad, bad stuff. Um, so maybe that's what I feel like blockbuster movies are to me, like, now. I used to love them. And, like, I used to get excited about them. But, I honestly, I don't anymore. I don't care. Um, all the trailers for these films are all the same. Literally all the same. This is, like, how how kind of corporate and safe films have become. And I mean, they've always been like this, right? For for the, like the last, let's say 40 years, right? Uh, but they're becoming more and more and more and more refined in that it's hard to differentiate one film from another. It honestly is. Um, the same sound design and the same sound effects in the trailers, sometimes the same score and the same music is being used between trailers, to kind of just keep everything the same. Oh, this this worked. People responded well to this trailer. Let's just keep using the same shit, literally the same shit. So they're all edited the same. They all look the same. They all sound the same. They all have the same kind of pacing, the same kind of music. Um, and now what's the deal with with taking old song like a classic rock songs, like Light My Fire, and making it this moody sh- thing where somebody sings really slow? Um, or you know, taking like uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit and like making it kind of atmospheric. And then uh, and then having someone sing really slow with a lot of reverb, like what the fuck is that? When did that happen and, and who said that was okay? How is that okay to do that with every fucking trailer in the last like five, six, seven years? Like they're all, it's the same fucking formula over and over, literally no variation. What is happening? How is that okay? Why aren't people saying, hey, Paramount, or hey, whatever the fuck, this is the same shit you did last time. What the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, And obviously, we know what's wrong. It it works. They're making money. So why would they change it? Um, But why don't the people get more pissed off? Why don't we get more pissed off? Those of us who care about that shit, why don't we get pissed off? why don't we just not why don't we stop going to those films because that's the only thing that's gonna work if we ever want to like change that stuff this is getting very political now um yeah not giving them your money is the only only way that uh that any change is gonna happen because that's really that's all that matters uh with those types of big big blockbuster movies um And here's the disappointing thing. Like how many original stories are out there and how many like unique voices and directors and writers and actors, like how many people are, are we not hearing about? How many new stories are, are there out there that we're not able to hear because they're making another Star Wars film? Um, and like Star Wars is fine. I just, I don't care about Star Wars. Um. I love that the you know, the original films and I'm talking the original ones. I'm not talking the ones that were uh filled to the brim with uh redo's and edits and all these creatures in the shots, like when George Lucas added all the effects after the fact. Like that that's crazy to me. Um, I think that they were just fine by themselves. Uh and they were great. And obviously, like proofs in the pudding, like those films have clearly made an impact on the culture Uh, and not to mention financial impact like they've obviously been successful people have given their money to go see them and given their money to do anything associated with them but they're also like clearly the culture impact is you know i can't think of anything probably more culturally impactful honestly than star wars like you hit you hit the nail on the head um so why do you have to go back and add more gremlins into the mix. I don't understand. Um, so, yeah, so how many how many new Star Wars stories are we missing out on? How many, We're missing out on the next Star Wars or the next new Harry Potter or the next like I'm pretty sure those stories are out there. They're just not able, you know, no one knows them yet. No one loves them yet. Uh, so they're not going to be heard. Instead, they're going to make the next fucking, you know, G.I. Joe or shit that people already know about, you know, when are they going to make the Crocs movie, the shoes, the Crocs? When is that going to happen? When are we going to start doing like crossovers and tie-ins with Crocs? Uh, cause I got an idea, seriously. Um, I got an idea for this Crocs movie where, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say it. But, um, but when call me is what I'm saying. If you have any kind of, if you have any ability to greenlight this Crocs picture, call me. Um, I'll take a meeting with you. We can discuss it. Uh, and uh, I'll give you my pitch. And, uh, and uh, we can fund this thing. I guarantee you we can get some A-listers attached. And uh, we'll get this thing off the ground. So call me. Let's greenlight this thing crocs um i'm gonna i'm gonna admit something that i'm i'm honestly not ashamed to admit i love crocs uh i absolutely love them they are oh well i I don't love every single type of croc um i just like the ones that are completely sealed because it rains here a lot um so i need to you know i don't want to get my socks and feet wet but so the ones with the holes, they just don't cut it for me. Not even in summertime, I don't like it. But I love the Crocs that are totally wrapped up with totally sealed. Um, I think they're called the bistros. Um, and, uh, and I love the convenience of just slipping them on, um, and taking them off. Uh, we are a family at our house that takes our shoes off when we go inside. So it's just nice to take them off. Uh, and put them on. It just is a no hassle situation. I've had a pair of orange Crocs for the past uh, two and a half years. I think they're my favorite shoes right now, and they have been. Um, I took them with me, and this is just this is just a testament to how amazing these shoes are. I took them with me to uh, a lake uh, over the summer. Um, we took the kids um, on a canoe, and the lake was extremely muddy to the point where like your feet you would you know you would your feet would sink into the mud and you would go to take a step and your shoe would stay in the mud um and so i wore the crocs on that expedition i didn't know it was going to be this muddy but it was it was muddy and it was bad um and the kids were like getting literally getting stuck we had to you know pick them up and then dig their shoes out of the mud it was it was treacherous i can't imagine what would have happened if they would have fallen into it that would have been uh it would have been weird and potentially a little bit scary. I imagine they would have been scared. Um, but the the canoe trip was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and the kids loved it. And it was great. But the story is I took the Crocs uh, with me on that, on that uh, canoeing trip. And, uh, and they were, suffice it to say, is it suffice to say or suffice it to say? Suffice it to say, um, <laughs> suffice it to say they were... Uh, caked in mud like mud on the inside mud on the outside mud all around these things and the mud smelled it had that kind of stinky lake smell uh so i didn't wear them for a few months they literally sat out i think they sat on our front porch caked in mud for a long time and i think i probably drove, drove home barefoot um which is weird when you your bare feet are touching the pedals of the car it's a strange experience strange sensation um So, but I looked online and I thought, man, I miss my orange Crocs. They're just sitting out there caked in mud. What can I do? Do I need to take these shoes to a specialist? Do I need to take them to someone, to like uh, a cobbler and have them professionally restored? What do I need to do? And I knew they were Crocs, so I could probably just take a garden hose and clean them off. But... Which I did, but um, that didn't really do it. It didn't bring them back to their original pristine shine. So I looked online and I found that people were taking toothpaste and a brush and scrubbing their Crocs to kind of get into the grooves and cracks that develop as you wear them. Because the dirt will kind of get into the grooves and cracks and you've got to kind of scrub it out. So so I did that. I took some toothpaste, I took a brush, and uh, I scrubbed them. And lo and behold... These things are epic. They look beautiful, and uh, so now I'm wearing them again, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and I have to be honest: when I first started wearing Crocs uh, years ago, I was a little, little concerned about the public, uh, public perception of someone who wears Crocs. Uh, but now I give zero fucks. Zero fucks given. Hashtag zero fucks. Hashtag fuck you. I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, oh my goodness. 28 minutes have flown by. I think this is a longer podcast than I would like to do. Uh, only because I don't think people have the attention span to, to sit through. And honestly, when I look at someone else's podcast, I'm like scrolling through my podcast feed and I see, I look, oh, so-and-so is on so-and-so. Oh, this is great. Oh, wait, fucking an hour and 40 minutes. Ugh. Do I, can I do that? Um... That will that will make me pause for a second. The length of a podcast. So, I'm guesstimating that uh, I'm guesstimating a couple things. A, people don't want to hear my voice for longer than let's say 25 minutes. That's I think that's that's probably a given. And B, um, well, there is no B. I think it's just A. So with that, I'm gonna say uh, goodbye. Have a great day. Uh, happy December again and uh and let's do this okay bye